Hi, everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast that is designed to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. I'm looking forward to today's topic. This is one I've had on my list since actually before the podcast even launched, uh, but it's going to kind of focus around what defines us, how our decision-making really affects the course of our life. So I'm really looking forward to this discussion. There's going to be a lot of personal topics in this one, uh, a lot of sensitive issues. So definitely wanted to mention that before we jump in. Uh, so we're going to have that chat first, and then I get, am going to finish off the podcast with two different segments. I do have the beauty word. I have a skincare recommendation for you this week, and also book of the week. I'm going to share a book recommendation. So let's go ahead and jump into it. All right, welcome back to a new episode. I'm really looking forward to this one. Like I said in the intro, this is actually a topic that I had on my list when I was initially brainstorming episodes that I wanted to do for this podcast. So this has always been on here, but I was thinking about it this week and had a conversation and it really kind of sparked this idea again. So I wanted to chat about what defines us, uh, how our decisions really affect our lives, if there's anyone else that we can kind of blame for uh, how we eventually end up living our lives. And a question that I often ponder is what defines us? And I wrote an entire book pretty much based around this question, uh, more pertaining to does our past decisions solely define us? Uh, when can we move on? When can we move forward from our past decisions? And the book I wrote, this one was my fifth novel. It's called Defining Her. And in the book, we follow two different characters. There's two female leads, but really uh, Nellie is one who she just can't let go of her past. And we really see that in the book. When we first meet Nellie, I can link to finding her in the show notes. It is available on uh, Amazon. But when we when we first meet Nellie, you think that she kind of has it all. She is married to a very well-off man. They have a big house. She has her own business. It would appear that things are going pretty well for her. But as we get further into the book and you get flashbacks of her early years, her teenage years, you understand that she was born into a rough family, no father, not a great mother, then an absent mother, and that she continued to make bad decisions. You could kind of see in the book that she inherently wanted to be a good person, but because of certain situations that kept happening to her and kind of forcing her hand into how to deal with them, that she couldn't really get off the bad track. And at one point, she just kind of accepted that that was how she thought her life was supposed to be. Her early years were were crummy and bad and dark. So how could things ever turn around? And you kind of see both point of views from Nellie who she was then to Nellie who she is now. And her character, I thought, was so interesting to write because she is very loosely inspired by myself. Uh, her character did take certain things up to you know, several levels that I've never done or I've never gone through some of her situations, 
but especially internally and especially her inner thoughts, those are what I was able to understand even more than some of the actions that she took in the book. Uh, So I really enjoyed writing her character and understanding her because she's very complex. She's kind of a bad person at times, yet when I read reviews or I have readers write in and talk to me about the book, it was so funny because people would say, I didn't want to like Nellie, but I kept rooting for her, but I knew she was a bad person, but then I kept rooting for her. Like I wanted to see her succeed and it was so fun to get that feedback. I mean, it's, I think it's just a great joy of any author being able to talk to their readers about these characters because I mean, we build them up for months or even years and we put so much into writing their stories and letting their voices be heard. So when we know that someone is reading our work and then it touches them so much that they want to take their time, time is precious. So when readers want to take time to leave a review for you or to reach out directly to talk to you about the book and how it made them feel, it means, I mean, it means everything. Uh, But going back to the synopsis of defining her, The question that I wrote was, what defines us? Who we were then or who we are trying to be now? So I mentioned I've been thinking about this episode for for quite some time, but a reason it kind of resurfaced and and came to the top and replaced the other episode I had initially written down on my podcast calendar uh, is because I'll I'll be honest, I I cringe (laughs) when people use their backstories as a way out, as a crutch to lean on, as an excuse for their behavior. Recently, I was in a conversation with a friend and they were telling me about someone that they knew who was recently arrested and incarcerated. And as she was telling me about this situation and what happened, she you know, kind of explained this, how this person had a life that was very similar to Nellie in defining her, you know, just kind of born into maybe not such a privileged family, no father, um, a a mother who wasn't really around a lot, not a lot of money, just kind of a hard upbringing. And as they were telling me this story, I, I mean, it almost kind of sounded like excuses, like, well, what else could we expect? You know, this was going to happen. So kind of like excuses for the behavior or these should have been the the expectations. And and I, I looked at her and I said, you know, not to be rude, but you also just described my childhood and I'm not in jail. And that once again got me thinking about what defines us and letting life make our decisions for us, making situations that we were either born into or situations that happened to us because of other people uh, and letting that be the deciding factor for what our life's journey is going to look like. So I can remember a time very clearly in my teens uh, where I, I had pretty much resigned myself to a life on the streets. A life with no parents, no money, no shelter. And I can remember sitting in a tunnel slide at a park near my high school, thinking about how one day I wanted to write books because books always had such a profound impact on my life. 
I loved reading. I've, I've loved reading since I was a little girl and collecting books and, and reading all the different stories and really trying to put myself into these books. Kind of my way of escaping my realities of life was to read and to let myself pretend that I was a part of these books. So as I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about how I had these big goals of one day I was going to be a published author and I was having such a hard time accepting the fact that that wouldn't happen. Because in my visions, when I was sitting in that slide and thinking about what my life was going to look like, I couldn't even see my high school graduation. And I don't want to say that I wasn't born, you know, not into a a privileged life because really how, you know, how many of us are, of course, people are and everything. Uh, But from a young age, I could tell that things might not work out the best for me. And then situations started happening to me from a very young age, from being sexually abused at 11 by a family member, physical abuse, neglect, um, you know, that definitely played pivotal roles into my early teen development. And I started to let myself believe at a younger age that that's what would continue to define me. I thought that this was kind of the life that I should expect, the life that I had come to for whatever reason deserve. Like this was, this was my path in life. This was set out before I was even born. One bad thing after another bad thing after another bad thing. The first book that I ever wrote was called Destined to Fail. And I got that title because I would hear people ask questions like, oh, if you could, if there was a movie made about your life, what, what would it be called? And whenever I would hear that question, I'd answer it to myself. It was always destined to fail because I truly thought that was what was in my cards. That was my destiny was just to see like how many things could you throw at a young girl and see how she reacts and see what, how how she picks herself back up or if she can continue to pick herself back up. So I truly let myself believe during my high school years that that was it for me. So I thought truly one night thinking about this and thinking about my life and and trying to see it ahead of me, you know, I thought, why not sell drugs? Why not sell my body? Because how else am I going to stay alive? How else am I going to find shelter? How else am I going to be able to eat food? I thought I just needed to accept my place in society. But I woke up the next day. I, I can truly remember falling asleep that night thinking, this is it. You know, I'm never going to write books, probably never going to get out of this town, never going to achieve all of these big ideas that I had before life started throwing so much at me. But I woke up the next day and as I walked to school, I can remember saying to myself, no, that's not it for me. I refuse to believe that this is it for me. I saw my two paths, and I refused one of them. So I have had to work and sacrifice and scratch and claw and fight for everything that I have today, and not only in the tangible aspect, but also mentally and internally. I have had to fight for myself. I have had to be my biggest cheerleader. I've had to be my biggest supporter, and I have had to be able to 
push myself through the hard times or mentally I want to give up because it's easier. I have had to continue to push through those times. I I really don't believe I've been given any handouts. There was no there was no easy path for me. There was a lot of work. I I worked m- multiple jobs in high school on top of being on the cheerleading squad and when I walked across the graduation stage with honors, that was one of the proudest moments in my life because like I said earlier when I was thinking about my life, I I really couldn't see me graduating high school. So to walk across stage with honors, I'll truly, I don't think I'll ever forget that feeling. In college, I started work at 5 a.m. I would leave my last job a little bit after midnight. And in between working three jobs in college, I also went to school full time. But I look around now and I know everything that I have, I have worked for. And I am proud. I am proud of my strength. I'm proud of my determination. I'm proud that I never gave in and accepted what I thought would be my life. I'm proud I didn't just lay down and say, okay, whatever comes to me, comes to me. I refuse to let situations I was put in define me. I can't help certain situations in life. I can't help that someone else decided to abuse my body. I didn't make that decision. That that decision was made for me. But I don't have to let that define me. What defines us is how we handle those situations. What comes next? How do we rise above it? It is easy to feel bad for ourselves. I know because I've, I've done it so many times. Over something big, over something small. It's easy to throw our hands up and say, it's not my fault. This happened to me. And it's not. But what comes next That's all on you. You can blame someone else for certain situations in your life. You can't blame other people for how you decide to handle them. When I look back at that young girl seeing two versions of her life in a tunnel slide, I didn't have much hope that version two would work out for me. And I don't think, I I truly didn't think anyone would have been surprised if I went down the first path at being essentially a statistic. But that next day, telling myself I refuse to go down that path to simply turn into a statistic is a defining moment in my life because then that's when I decided I'm in control. I choose my path. And I will mess up I will make mistakes. I will have moments of weakness because I'm a human. But those moments won't be what defines me. It's what I do next. When I make a mistake, when I mess up, how do I handle it? How do I rise above it? How do I come back from it? That's what defines me. That's what defines all of us. We have the power to change our own lives. I 1000% believe that. 
because I know where I was in life and what I had at my fingertips when I was 15 and 16 years old. And I see what I have now and what I've accomplished. And it comes back to me. And I'm not trying to say like, I'm the most amazing person in the world, like to toot my own horn. But it is because of me. It's because I refused to lay down. It's because I refused not to put up a fight. It's because I refused to accept a version of myself that I didn't want to see. I knew what I wanted in life. And even though it was hard, I made it happen for me. Others are going to try to knock us off course. It's the game of life. But I'm playing to win the game. And by winning, I mean personal happiness. I mean personal satisfaction. Yes, others are going to do bad things to us. Others are going to break our hearts. Things are going to happen in life that aren't fair from sickness and, and losing jobs. Life is going to happen. But once those situations occur, what do we do next? How do we push past it? How do we get through it? I know for me, I gave it my all. There was so many years where I was exhausted physically every single day when I would finally lay in bed and get to sleep for three hours at night. My body was physically exhausted, but my mind was mentally exhausted because not only was I going through the actions every single day of work, school, friends, being a daughter, being a sister, being an aunt, I was also over here still trying to be my biggest cheerleader and still trying to force myself to get through one day at a time. It was hard. Sometimes I look back at some of those years and I, you know, I feel like I can't help but want to pat myself on the back because it was tough. It would have been easier to give up. It would have been. There is a time in life where I I was pretty much given a handout. I've also written a book about this. It's called The Green Ticket. If you've read it or if you'd be interested in hearing how I had to make a decision that was kind of money versus morals, I could definitely do a podcast episode on that. But there was a time in life where I was essentially given a a way out of the life that I was living. I could have had money and security. And I said, no, It would have been really easy to accept it. It would have been really easy to say yes. Sometimes it's it's interesting to let my mind wander to think about what life could have been if I would have taken a handout or if I would have taken the easy way out, especially all of those years ago. But I know that if I would have gone down either of those paths, I would not be as proud of myself as I am today. I'm here to make myself the best version of me. I'm here to make my life that vision that I was able to see for myself 16 years ago and work hard for that and to make that little girl who was so close to giving up because of the circumstances that life dealt her, I want to make that girl proud. Others around us and situations that happen to us don't define our story. We decide our own path. We choose our own adventure in life. And we should never give anyone else that power. And going back to the question that I wrote in the Defining Her synopsis and how I started off this podcast episode of 
what defines us. I hope I was able to potentially answer that question for some of you in this week's episode. So that is where I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I feel like that one probably got got a little deep at points, but those are some of the things that I've learned over my years and trying to work through certain situations and understand the question of what does define us. When do I get to let my past go? When do I get to move on from it and accept who I am today? I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope you took something away from it. I, you know, I say this every week, but I definitely would love to get any feedback. I always have all of my social handles linked in the show notes. Uh, I am putting together because I am getting quite a bit of of uh, messages and comments about the podcast, I'm going to put together an email specifically for the podcast. So I'll have that in the show notes too. If you ever want to email me, uh, that might be easier sometimes than putting out a public comment or doing a DM on Instagram because sometimes Instagram has their own interesting way of separating our inboxes. So I know I don't see everyone. So I try to search for the Start Inspired Uh, podcast hashtag as much as I can, but I know not everything people want to tell me they necessarily want public and want more of a private conversation. So I will start that email so I can have some more uh, private conversations with some of you if you want to chat more about some of the topics. I hope that you enjoyed this week's. Again, it's, it's, it's such a huge part of my life. It's such a huge story for me, but it's also one that I kind of uh, am carefully guarded of because it is so personal. But I felt I, I I felt, especially after having a certain conversation, I felt like the time was right to share it. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be looking forward to getting your feedback on it. And I am going to wrap up the podcast with two different segments. So let's jump into those. All right, jumping into this week's segments. So I'm going to have a book of the week recommendation and also back with the beauty word where I'm going to give a beauty recommendation. But to start off with the book recommendation, this is a book that I just finished. The past few books that I've recommended, I've still been in the process of reading, but I've thought that they're really good, wanted to recommend them. This one I actually just finished up and it was one that I wasn't sure I was really going to love or going to want to recommend. But once we got to the end, I was like, okay. So this is called You Were There Too. And this is by Colleen Oakley. So I will have this linked in the show notes if you're interested in checking it out. I did get it sent to me uh, in exchange for a review on my blog. Like I do 99% of the books that I read are for my, my blog, Chiclet Plus. Alrighty. So in this novel, First up, we open it up with the prologue, and in the prologue, it appears to be that there has been a shooting. Um, We do follow Mia Graydon as our main character, and she opens up the story, and you you are kind of left with some questions, obviously, of like, why did this happen? What's going on? But is she okay? Has she been hurt? What's going on? So you only get a few paragraphs, I mean, a a page maybe of the prologue, but that was enough to always stick in my mind as I was reading the story. Because as we get started and we go along, I will say that there was a few times that I was like, 
I don't really know where this is going. Like, what's going on? And I kept going because I kept thinking about the prologue. And I'm like, well, what is going to happen? And when is this going to tie in? And what is going on? And as I kept reading, you know, I did enjoy the story. So basically, we're following Mia. Um, Her and her husband have just moved to a new town. They are trying to have a baby. Uh, Mia, unfortunately, has had several miscarriages. uh, And they're really struggling with wanting to start their family. And also her husband, who's a doctor, is going through a lot himself. He lost a young patient that he thinks that he shouldn't have, you know, on the operating table. He's been having a hard time. She's been having a hard time with the move and having miscarriages. But also what gets like kind of the twist in the story is she mentions a lot throughout the story of she always has these dreams of a particular man. And, you know, sometimes they're just kind of random dreams, but sometimes they're a little bit more sexual dreams. And she just thinks it's strange that she's been dreaming about the same man for years and years and years. But what gets even stranger is when she meets this man, this random strange man that she has never met, but continues to be in her dreams. She meets one day in this new town that they have moved to. And then that's when things really start to pick up a little bit and things get even stranger. And this is in the synopsis, so I'm not giving anything away here, but it gets even stranger when this man says he's also been dreaming of her. And then you're kind of like, huh? What? What's going on? And so we have a lot of layers to the story. We have kind of a lot going on. And there are certain times, like I said, there's times where it slows down and then it'll pick back up and then it'll slow down again and then it'll pick back up. But especially once we get towards the end and then you see things start to click into place and you understand what's happening at the prologue. I remember when I turned the page in my Kindle and I realized what was about to happen. I didn't want to stop reading the book, but it was like 10 o'clock or so I want to say at night. Me and my husband were getting ready for bed and it was like, do I stay up for another half an hour and finish reading the book? Do I go to sleep? I, I eventually ended up going to sleep. But in the morning when I woke up, like as soon as I did my skincare and brushed my teeth, I grabbed my Kindle and I finished the book off in the morning because I was like, wait, what is about to happen? So for that reason, I still really wanted to recommend the book because it definitely did get me thinking. I, I think that it was very well written. I think the timing was paced out really well too, even though it was kind of like, slow than fast, slow than fast. I still think the pacing was pretty, pretty good throughout. And it definitely makes you think. It makes you think. It makes you wonder. It makes you think of what you would do if you were in Mia's situation, how you would handle it, the different choices that she makes. Would you make her same choices? Would you make different ones? And I, I like thought-provoking books. I enjoy reading stories that make me want to talk to other people about it and say, hey, this happened in this book I was reading. What do you think you would do? So definitely if you guys do read the book again, it's You Were There Too by Colleen Oakley and you would want to message me and chat with me about it. I always leave my social handles in the show notes and I would love to talk more because this was one that I thought was pretty intriguing. And then to finish off the podcast this week, I want to talk about the beauty word, which is where I give a beauty recommendation. I really wanted to talk about skincare this week because there's been a product that I've just been loving. If you are someone who follows my YouTube channel, you've probably heard me talking about this, but I am going to go through this product. I know I am. And 
I don't go through a lot of my products, which sounds bad, but I have a very large makeup collection. I have a very large skincare collection. I'm kind of constantly trying new things and rotating through new products, but I know that I'm going to finish this one up because I use it every single morning without fail. And this is from Milk Makeup. It's their Vegan Milk Moisturizer. So this is available at Sephora. I did get this one sent over to me from Milk Makeup. I do get a few items in PR from them. And I was curious to try them out. You know, I was familiar with Milk Makeup for their makeup. You know, they have some products that I that I really enjoy. Uh, so when they started coming out with some more and more skincare, I was like, ah, I don't really know. Will I like it? Uh, it's described as a nourishing daily moisturizer with a unique blend of vegan milks for complete yet lightweight hydration and softer, smoother looking skin. Uh, it says it's good for normal to dry skin types and also the skincare concern is for dryness, which I typically deal with dry skin. I think I have pretty dehydrated skin at the moment, so I'm really focused on trying to stay as hydrated as I can. And this moisturizer, it's described as a rich cream. It's very thick. It's very rich. A little bit will get you a long way. I made the mistake in the beginning of really taking a lot of product, which I do think it absorbs very quickly into the skin, which is great. But because I want to prolong this and keep it around for as, as long as I can truly, because I think it's a great moisturizer, I've learned that you really don't need that much product and it's really like a little bit just goes such a long way. So it's made with desert milk, which is good to hydrate with extracts from plants that thrive in arid conditions. There's fig milk, shea butter, and oil and oat milk. This is going to help refresh and soften and soothe dry skin while also calming and comforting. And then argan milk, grapeseed oil, and squalene is to seal in moisture and provide antioxidant benefits. Squalene is a favorite skincare product of mine. I use a squalene oil from uh, Good Molecules that I think is fantastic and really gets along with my skin. This is also a cruelty-free product. It definitely is non-greasy and like I said, it, it does quickly absorb into the skin, but this I can tell is really helping keeping me hydrated. I have just been such a fan of this moisturizer. Like I said, I use it every single morning in my AM routine and I just think that it is doing wonders for my dehydrated skin right now. Um, I'm not dealing with any sort of dry patches. Uh, when I'm very dry, I get a lot of dry patches. And even being dehydrated, a lot of times my T-zone was looking a little bit more oily. But I was still getting dry patches around like my forehead, sometimes my eyebrows. My chin could be a little bit rough. And since I introduced this product in, I have not had that issue you know, of course, if you have very oily skin, you're probably not going to need a product like this particular moisturizer. But if you are dry or dehydrated, uh, I think this could be a really good one for you to look out for. And again, I've just been having a great time with the Milk Makeup Moisturizer. So wanted to shout that one out. So after the book of the week and also the beauty word recommendation that is going to wrap it up for this week's podcast, I really hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. If you do have time to rate and review, if you're able to do that, wherever it is that you are listening to the podcast, that would be so appreciated. Again, thank you so much for listening and until next week, I'll talk to you guys later.